You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia, brought to you here on our great community station, 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We have a jam-packed show for you today. Um, I'm going to resurrect an interview we did a few years ago with uh, Jeff Cooper from uh, the United Kingdom, champion flyer from the United Kingdom. Also, we had Jelly Rosiers and David Tornell visit us in the studio, and I'm going to resurrect that interview as well. We've got a few announcements to make. We've got a media check to do. And on with the show, Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. And I have to introduce my uh, partner in crime. And by the way, I want to also announce that uh, Pigeon Radio Australia, we're going to change the format of the program. Uh, We're not going to have people continuously on. Only me and Tony Barbara will be continuously on the air and we'll have guests. Uh, We'll have correspondents from each state of Australia. We'll have a correspondent from each federation in Melbourne, or I will read them myself. And, uh, yeah, we're going to change the format of the program to make it more exciting for you, the listener out there. And it's a very good morning to my uh, co-presenter, Mr. Tony Barbara. Good morning, Tony, and how are you? Good, Ivan, and good morning to you, and good morning to everybody around the world. We got some bad news from the WPF this week. We were supposed to have a uh, squeaker self of the transport, but we got this message 
And uh, the message is uh, important message for all flies of the Western Pigeon Federation in Melbourne with extremely high COVID exposure numbers at the moment. The Board of Management has regretfully decided to cancel the 2022 season squeaker sale that was due to be held next week, January the 16th, with a significant reduction of numbers unlikely within the next four to six weeks. Rescheduling was not an option as it will be too late in the breeding season. We apologise for any inconvenience this may cause. That's bad news, don't you reckon, Tony? Uh, yes, I thought it was gonna be. Out. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna get locked up again. But uh, yeah, I hope. Sure I hope so. Otherwise, we're gonna lose a lot of members, mate. If 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 they lock us up again and we're not able to race our pigeons, a lot of people will just give it away. Oh yeah. Well, it's heaven that way. That's what I reckon. So uh, I'm going to send a message out to all the federations. If you really don't have to cancel something, don't cancel it. Let's go ahead with it, even if we have to do it outdoors. We don't have to go inside. We can go outside and do it, yeah? Yeah, well, there, there was plenty of room there to do it. Yeah, out in the car park we could have done it yeah, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, that's their decision. They've made the decision they want to cancel it. But I, you know, I don't think that we should be cancelling things like that. We can always find another place to conduct things. If we can't do it in those rooms there, we'll find something else or somewhere else. Outdoors, yeah, somewhere. Higher hall. Yeah. So that that's that. Now the other thing is, Tony, I've had a very interesting article from India. They got yeah from India. They got racing pigeon racing is getting very popular in India at the moment, and uh, this article was in the uh, paper on the internet from India on Monday, and I picked it up and I just want to uh, read you a short excerpt from the article because it's very interesting. It says, "Have a listen to this." It says, "On a wing and a prayer." Pigeon fanciers of Kashmir are getting ready for the annual racing of their birds. Kashmir's pigeon racers have begun prepping their birds for this year's edition of a much-loved sport. When night falls, the temperature plummets to one degree Celsius. Hmm, gee, that's cold. Winter. Winter has arrived in Kashmir. In the evenings... The setting sun casts a riot of gold and red across the sky as Bailal Ahmad Mir, 39, looks out from his fourth-floor home. Mir, a famous pigeon racer, locally known as Kotabaz, lives in Sringar's Batamalu, a hub of pigeon fanciers in the city. So it's pigeon fanciers, they all live in one area, Tony. Mir is among a growing community of hundreds of pigeon fanciers in Kashmir who devote their time to competing in the race every year. As thongs of cheering spectators follow the birds in the skies to see which one is airborne the longest. It can be a three-day event or a week-long one. The top prizes range from cars, listen to this, they win cars, and over and cash over $10,000. 
When the skies are blue, Mia, who is revered by pigeon racers, is a proud man today. His student, Shanawaz Ahmad, won last year's event. On day one, Ahmad's bird spent 55.19 hours in the air. On the next day, they spent 57.23 hours in the air and then 75.4 hours on the day. This opponents were a significant number of hours behind, he says. The rules of the game are simple, but they need loads of patience and time. Every year, the old hands of pigeon racers are appointed as judges in colonies in Srinagar and North Kashmir's Baramula and Bandipora districts. Each pigeon racer has to select the ablest seven pigeons from his coop and have them approved by the judges. The game starts at 5am, generally in June and July, when the skies are blue. There you go, Tony. How interesting is that? Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Now, um, the other thing is I've registered for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. So yeah. we've been approved by the hospital to run the Good Friday Appeal. So I'm just going to give you the dates. The date of the Good Friday Appeal starts on Sunday, the 3rd of April, 2022, right? It starts on the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation auction site. I've already spoken to Gary Gillard and he's booked it in. And it finishes on Sunday, the 10th of April. So it's a week-long auction, and we'll see that we can raise as much money as we can for the Children's Hospital. Now, if you want to donate a, a pigeon for the Children's Hospital or a race team or whatever, if you want to donate some birds for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal, you can contact me or Tony Barbara. So I think everybody knows how to get in touch with us. All right, uh, we're going to take a short break with a song and we'll be back uh, after the break with one of our resurrected interviews. Stay tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia.
For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons in a health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. Every year, over 4 million people get really crook in the guts because their food hasn't been prepared properly or cooked properly. You can lower your chances of food poisoning by always washing your hands before touching food. Also, keep your fridge rigid dig by running it at 5 degrees Celsius or below. And always cook your chook and heat your meat. Go to the shop and get one of those meat thermometers, you know, that measure the temperature. Then only say yes please at 75 degrees. For even more tips, head to foodsafety.asn.au. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. Hey, what you doing, Dad? Hmm? Oh, I'm painting the deck. Why? Because the varnish protects the wood from the sun. Why? Because sunlight in Australia is really strong. Why? Well, because it's full of dangerous UV rays. Oh. Dad, shouldn't you also protect yourself then? When you cover things, they last longer. Same goes for you. Be sun smart. Save your skin. G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. 
It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m., and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Catch you there. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. What you hear on community radio is governed by the Community Broadcasting Codes of Practice. The Codes of Practice cover matters relating to program content that are of concern to the community, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music content, programs for children, and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting to the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this service. Copies of the codes are available from the Community Broadcasting Association website, www.cbaa.org.au. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Nab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now! You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM and we're the sounds of the Bayside here on the Bayside here in Brighton we are situated and our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au and you're listening to the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. We've got uh, the Secretary of the Western Pigeon Federation on the line right now, Mr. Michael Portelli, and um, to make these sad announcements that the WPF have made this week. So uh, let's hear from Michael. Uh, Good morning, Michael, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. The WPF has had a couple of uh, cancellations. Could you just uh, please fill us in on what's going on, mate? Yeah, g'day, Ivan. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, due to COVID being uh, the way it is running a bit rampant at the moment, uh, we're sort of back to situations where having uh, larger groups of people is a little bit difficult. Um, so uh, we've decided to cancel the um, squeaker sale, um, basically due to the fact that by the time we can, like, probably get out of this um, lockdown, not so much a lockdown, but the like the amount of people that are infected at the moment, we can't see it sort of disappearing over the next five or six weeks, which makes it fairly late then to sort of organise squeaker sales uh, much later than that, because most people will probably be finished breeding by then. So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that's the situation for us at this stage. 
Yeah, and also we were supposed to have uh, a registration day for people to pay their fees for the uh, Federation and that, and that's yeah. been also cancelled. Yeah, with the registration fees, um, look, we can probably get away with that. It's basically so, you know, they'll basically just have to send their memberships and registration fees in to their club secretaries um, rather than sort of be a get-together thing where, you know, we'll be mingling and possibly... Uh, getting ourselves into trouble, someone being infected. There are a number of um, WTF guys that are crook at the moment. So, um, unfortunately, look, yeah, look, it's probably uh, a bit of a safety thing as well where we sort of trying to avoid having too many people mixing together. So registration fees and um, uh, membership fees can be just sent into club club um, secretaries and then forwarded to the WPF secretaries uh, where need to where need to be. And if somebody wants to nominate for any position on the board, when does the nominations have to be in by? Uh, I believe the fees have to be paid by the fifth, and nominations have to be in by the seventh, Ivan. All right, no of, worries. Um, the February, of February, yeah, of February, yeah, yeah. All right, Michael, anything else you want to fill us in on or is that that's it for now? Uh, no, look, basically that's it, mate. Uh, hoping that uh, things keep just uh, hopefully we get things, they get things under control again. And uh, oh, Look, I hope we don't cancel the race season yeah. because... No, no, hopefully it doesn't. Honestly, Michael, I, I said to Tony before when we started the program, I said if they cancel another race season, I don't know what's going to happen to pigeon racing, honestly. Yeah, look, it, uh, yeah, it really would probably put a, a real... Uh, downer on the sport. I mean, it's getting tougher and tougher. A lot of people are sort of being, you know, almost now it's going into our third year where you're sort of breeding youngsters again, going through all the uh, motions of uh, trying to get ready and set for a year and then sort of last minute being knocked on the head again. But um, unfortunately, what do we do, Ivan? No, I know. Um, we control by governments and... Yeah. I know, like, but it's no so, good for our sport and we've got to do no, everything mate. in our power, I reckon, to have some sort of a race season if something happens yeah, again. Yeah, look, I, I, I would say, look, um, we we intend to, you know, have um, plans in place for we sort of know what, what may happen. So it's a matter, a matter of, um, you know, having plans in place for, um, for those situations. You know, if we get a lockdown and, you know, our club room's not available... We'll, we will have to look, you know, seriously um, from here on in, basically, um, to look for other other ways of being able to, to get our birds basketed and possibly off to race points. So um, those things will definitely be looked at this year, Ivan. We, we're not just sort of um, sitting around thinking, you know, when it happens, we'll deal with it then. We, we will, you know, we will have things in place, hopefully, uh, to... Um, you know, adjust for, for if we do run into those problems that we may get away with it some other way. So yeah. we'll do our best. We'll do All our right. best on our end, I'm sure, Ivan. Thanks, so, Michael. Uh, let's, let's, hope, let's hope we don't Let's have cross to. our fingers uh, and, and, and hope yeah. that it's not going to be interrupted again because... Oh, That's geez. right. Yeah. That's right. But we, we will, like I say, we will as a board um, be working hard to rectify things that we can rectify and, and, and sort of um, be ready for some of the outcomes that might might occur to, you know, be able to maybe take a different route and get races run anyway. All right then, so Michael. we'll take it as we come. Yeah, thanks for your time, mate, and uh, we'll right. catch up. Thanks, No mate. worries, Ivan. Thanks, thanks very mate. much. See bye you later. Bye. Bye. I was going to cancel Then I looked into the sky And knew the fabulous 
attention is a shovel. It's time to dig him out. You can't just let him stay in a bubble. They'll pop to get it out. What's wrong with love? pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 409 416794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Southern FM the sounds of the Bayside. Every year, over 4 million people get really crook in the guts because their food hasn't been prepared properly or cooked properly. You can lower your chances of food poisoning by always washing your hands before touching food. Also, keep your fridge rigid-didge by running it at 5 degrees Celsius or below. And always cook your chook and heat your meat. Go to the shop and get one of those meat thermometers, you know, that measure the temperature. Then only say yes please at 75 degrees. 
For even more tips, head to foodsafety.asn.au. Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. Hey, what you doing, Dad? Hmm? Oh, I'm painting the deck. Why? Because the varnish protects the wood from the sun. Why? Because sunlight in Australia is really strong. Why? Well, because it's full of dangerous UV rays. Oh. Dad, shouldn't you also protect yourself then? When you cover things, they last longer. Same goes for you. Be sun smart. Save your skin. G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2pm, and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music, from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2pm. Catch you there. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. Hi there, it's me, Graham the Garden Gnome. If you want to know everything about where I live in your garden, listen in to Molly's Blooming Hour every Saturday at 4pm. Only here on 88.3 Southern FM. <laughs> G'day, Josh Gatt, host of Bluestone Sounds, a show about live music and emerging acts. Just letting you know that I'm still running the show on your Wednesday, midday to 2pm, but if you're a night owl like me, I'd like to very warmly invite you to come and hang out on your Friday morning, Thursday night. That's right, Bluestone Sounds Midnight Edition. Playing the risque stuff I can't play during the light of day. That's midnight till 3am on your Thursday night, Friday morning. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Let him, jab him, tear him. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, brought to you here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And you can uh, go and have a look at the Pigeon Radio website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And don't forget... 
We podcast via the Podbean network, and uh, you can catch our podcasts via Podbean, but we're available on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Heart Radio, whatever podcast uh, hosting is out there, we're on it, Pigeon Radio Australia. So go to the Mr. and Mrs. Google machine and search Pigeon Radio Australia, and you'll find our podcasts. Or you can go to the Pigeon Radio website and on the left hand side you can click on podcasts and it'll take you right there now the other thing i want to announce is our great group on uh, facebook which is the racing pigeon global which has just on ninety thousand members now we're aiming for a hundred thousand so uh if you haven't already joined go and join on facebook the racing pigeon global right now i'm going to do a interview that we did Around six years ago, in 2015, July of 2015, with one of the greatest champion pigeon flyers from the United Kingdom, and that's Mr. Jeff Cooper. There's a lot of good tips there. Uh, I was listening to it the other day, and I thought, yeah, I want to play that again on the radio. So have a listen to Jeff Cooper from the United Kingdom. Now, look, right. we've got a special guest from the United Kingdom. and um, yes, we have. They just won a national race in in the Kingdom on Saturday. How cool is that? Uh, their champion flies won a lot of European top yeah. races, yeah. And yeah. I'd like to welcome to the program Mr. Jeff Cooper from uh, United Kingdom. And a good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? And uh, congratulations on your great win on, on, on Saturday. Yeah, well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Tell us a bit um, about the bird that, that come in for you. The bird come in with a yearling hen. Mm. Um, it's of our old, uh, down from our old family, um, what we call the farm boy lines. Mm. Crossed with an Etienne Merlane um, pigeon, a uh, double granddaughter of his champion Starlight. Mm. Um, I suppose, really, we were lucky because um, she wasn't destined for this race. She was destined to go to a 400 mile race mm. the week previous. Mm. But um, she was uh, on basketing day. Um, I let them out for a short fly. And yeah. Five hours later, they were still flying. And Jeez. I had to be at Arthur Station, so they missed that race and ended up in this one. So a lot of luck involved Because well. I've seen somewhere that you don't really toss your birds much, do you? Uh, no. Um, they get two training tosses at the beginning of the year, around about uh, oh, 20 to 30K. Mm-hmm. And that is it. And that's it? That's it. And then you just fly them around the roof and put them in the race? Yes, yes. Wow, and you have successful races and results like that, like you have. And what do you, what do you stem that down to? Why is that? Because a lot of people believe that if you don't give your birds a training toss, you've got no chance. It used to be the same uh, here. Um, people used to train uh, 50, 60, 70, 80K per day. Mm. Um no, a pigeon knows its way home after you've given it a few. Our young ones, they get six to ten training tosses, and that's it, finished. Others oh. get two. They know their way home, or if necessary, if they get them fit enough to fly the races. Mm. Yeah. Unreal. How's that? That's good. So do you do you have to force them to fly around the roof, or you just they do it on uh, the... To start with, um, young birds, they fly for the love of it. Um, the quickest way to stop young birds flying is toss them every day, and then they don't want to fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we start training, we t- try and toss them once or twice a week mm-hmm. um, to keep them flying. Uh, up to about six, eight, maximum ten training tosses, mm. 
and then we don't train in between races. Um, and they fly for the love of flying. I let them out. They do an hour and a half, two hours. Mm. No problem. Gee, that's pretty good. That is good. And they keep very fit, do they? Uh, they get very fit like that. Um, and the old birds, well, all of them, uh, with the short races to start with, a few races, they build up their um, muscle. and mm. uh, they, 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 they do because there's people here training every day, like a lot of you over there training. Yeah. Yeah, we train uh, hard here, very hard. Yeah. And sometimes um, I think we maybe can, we overdo it a little bit, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I think you probably do. We, I compete against them and uh, and we can win against them quite easily, quite often. Mm. Mm. Now, does, it, does it feeding have anything to do with the system that you use? or? Uh, I always feed high-fat mixture. Um, high-fat? Yeah, low-protein. Um, Protein mix, I don't like more than 12.5% protein in the in Okay, the so what kind of protein grains do you give your birds? Uh, very few, a few peas. Mm. Um, majority of the, 40-odd uh, percent maize, um, and then a lot of fat seeds. Mm-hmm. So in, 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 the, in the fat seeds, what do they comprise of? Sunflower seeds, um, uh, mainly. Um, mm-hmm. Hemp seeds, I don't think you can use hemp, can you? Yeah, we do here when we can get it, when we can get our hands on it. They had, they had a crop up in up north, but the crop's been destroyed by some in, inverse weather, so we can't yeah. we can't seem to get our hands on it. I, I happened to get a ha- hands on some earlier in the year, but I'm running out now, and I asked the fellow the other day, and we can't get our hands on it at the moment. No. But it will be coming, but yeah. We, yeah. We, we, if, but if we can't get the seed, then we alternate with the oil. Yes. So yeah. that's what we do here if we can't get the seed. But, yeah, yeah. hemp seed was uh, actually uh, recommended to us. We had Willie Van Beers on, 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 on the program, and he actually um, recommended hemp seed for the birds as well. So do you, do you recommend that for the pigeons if you can get your Oh, yeah, hemp, hemp seed, sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, sunflower hearts I like mm-hmm. um, is, is very good. Mm-hmm. We use oils, um, but we just use basic... Um, uh, cooking oil, you buy sunflower yeah, oil yeah, or, yeah. Uh, from the supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you medicate your birds heavily or not? Very little, as little as possible. As little um, as possible. If we have a problem, we treat it, but we don't do this regular blind treatment, mm-hmm. uh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, if pigeons are healthy, they're left alone. So Some y- of our best, best racing seasons, we haven't treated for anything all season. Then another season you may have a niggling problem and you've got to sort it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, do you use a lot of natural stuff like honey or apple cider vinegar or anything like that when you race? No. 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 Plain water, no. they get plain water. Yeah, usually. Yes, yeah, in mm-hmm. that drinker, yes. 52 mm. weeks a year, H2O. H2O. And you think? do you think, in your opinion, that's the best way to have birds? Because... I sometimes think that myself that to have birds and you give them plain water, you're building their immune system up more. The immune system has got to be good, especially for the racing I really love, which is the international races. We basket Monday, mm-hmm. and if they're liberated on uh, the first day of um, when they're supposed to, that is Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, quite often they're held over a day or two days, so they're in the basket six, seven days quite often before mm-hmm. they're liberated. Mm. If they haven't got a strong immunity in with everything else, they're no, going to go down. That's right, yeah, especially staying in the basket that long. Mm. Now, um, how many birds do you usually run every season? Um, I start off with 56 um, cocks mm-hmm. and uh, 27 hens. Okay. 
That's it. And 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 you what finish up the season with a pretty good number, do you? Um, normally, I finish the season with fifty percent of that, or I get down to fifty percent if I haven't, mm, and put fifty mm. percent uh, young ones in. Fantastic! Now, I believe your wife is is a, is a, a very close partner to the pigeon racing as well. Yes, she is. Um, yeah, I can see right that. Hand. I can yeah. see that on a lot. Now, now I've always said that a woman's touch is an asset to somebody's pigeon loft. So, did you? Would you agree with that? Uh, yes. Um, she questions me a lot. Um, <laughs> um, That's their job. That's their job. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. But um, because she questions you, mm. uh, it makes you think, am I doing this right? Am I making mistakes? Um, mm. 99% of the time she's wrong, obviously, but, uh, <laughs> but the 1% of the yeah. time when she's, she's right... Not, she's not I close <laughs> by, she, she might get the rolling pin out and give you a hit. Of course she's not there, she's gone out for the... She's oh. gone out. Oh, well, that's right. uh, I think she's looking for a big sauce. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, and look, you've had a few international wins, have you? Could you tell us a little bit about the others that you've had previously? Um, the first international win was from Arjun, um, with twenty-two thousand birds competing from Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, we won the uh, race by forty-seven minutes. My goodness, how good is that? Well, well done, very well, well done. Um, and the second international win we had was from Poe. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that was our best because. There's only 8,000 odd pigeons in that race, but it is, um, uh, you can only send so many birds to the race, and it, you get the cream of Europe in that race. And mm. um, we won that one by 32 minutes. Fantastic. Um, this one we didn't win overall. We won the first Hens International. Mm. We were third international. We were first national and third national, but um, first Hens International, but third overall. Mm. We, won, we, won, we were about 12 minutes. Oh, that's very good. Now, I was watching a video about the breeding system, your breeding system. Now, your breeding system's got a lot to do with breeding these winners that you've got in your loft, hasn't it? Yes. um, I've got... uh, I started the birds back in late 1970s, Mm. and I have the same family now, though we do introduce pigeons, obviously, and bring in and cross, but then I always cross back into my originals. I try to uh, improve my originals. I don't try to uh, change my family. I try to I inbreed, uh, cross with the best pigeons I can find mm-hmm. to create uh, in, uh, the bigger. Mm-hmm. You need the, the bigger. You cannot keep inbreeding and, uh, and win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cross those birds back in for two or three generations and then cross again and then back into the originals. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, do you find the ones with the cross race better, or the or, or when you come back to the originals? What, what do you find? Uh, um, the first cross is um, this was the first cross, which uh, can be excellent. Hmm. But I have quite often in the past that when I come back in again, seventy five percent mine, twenty five percent cross, hmm. probably the best. Hmm. Fantastic. Now. Um, what other tips would you give people here in Australia uh, as in to improve their birds in their breeding and racing? Um, I, I honestly believe, um, I've been to Australia a couple of times yeah, talking yeah, to I've you heard guys. You've been here, yeah. Uh, I think um, you definitely, uh, you train too hard. Um, you really do. Mm, yeah, you, I think you're you right. You don't treat He's them right. in, as individuals, so, you yeah. treat them as a team. Mm. Um, I look through your birds and how many three, four, five euros you would have mm. that are racing well would be nearly 
one percent or less. Yeah, correct, correct. correct. You're right there. Um, because I think it's a way you knock them hard. Uh, you don't give them time to mature. Hmm. He's right. He is right. Now, like saying in saying that, what would you what would you say to people? Like, we should change what we're doing, shouldn't we? Here. Um. If you're winning, um, no. But if you're not winning, definitely. Hmm. Um, but I still think um, you guys seem to race pigeons like we used to race them. Hmm. Uh, you race pigeons like we race young birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, exactly. And if I put a team of uh, my young birds against a team of my old birds in the big races, hmm. though I would get the odd young bird up with them, the hmm. old birds would annihilate them. Yeah, correct. Um, so I think you're missing out on... You don't like widowhood over there. People tell me over there, if you're racing in the winter, it cannot be done. Well, no. to be honest, your winters are like our summers. Correct. Um, uh, in Scotland, they used to race all natural, and they used to tell me, we can't race with it up here. It's too yeah. cold. It's this and that. Yeah. The ones that are doing it are annihilating everyone else. Yeah. So, well, I've been told by a numerous European flyers that we can race widowhood here if we really want to, and if we put our heads to it, we can do it. Yeah. Here in this area, in the 1980s, everyone raced natural. Hmm. Um, I went widowed, and they told me I was crazy. Within five years, everyone in this area was racing widowhood because they couldn't live with me. Because <laughs> they yeah. couldn't catch you. Yeah, you know. yes, right. that's fantastic. And and you you remember there of the Royal Racing Pigeon Society? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you still have like club races within within England, other than the nationals? Yes, yeah, we we have our uh, small club races every week, and then oh, those clubs cool. are with uh, like one transporter with, with about thirty other clubs. So we have the combine, mm. um, and then we have the national races. And then we have the international races, and the international races are the hardest. Mm. Um, a lot of good club flyers uh, race in the national, mm. and they do well, but when they go in the international, they find it hard. Yeah. Because we have, you have anywhere between 10 and 20 odd thousand birds going That's the opposite right. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. see, here in Australia, they won't allow, certain feds won't allow you to race more than one fed. You know what I mean? Correct, because they're scared that the birds are going to get dragged in another area. But in Europe, they don't worry yeah, about Europe, things like that. They don't care. You no. can race well, many... Yeah, within our national races, um, you can have a race, especially the young birds, you could be just in the France, mm. racing about uh, 50 or 60k in the France. Yeah. And you will be racing um, to a front of, uh, let's get it right, 300 odd mile. Okay, yeah. East and west. Mm. Mm. You have uh, Cornwall, they would be um, nearly 200 miles to the west, and you mm. would have Dover mm. nearly 200 miles to the east. Mm. Those birds have to spread both ways. Mm. Mm. Now, I believe in, in, in your country that you've had a bit of problems, and I've seen on the internet a lot of talk about it with the, with the falcons, and, and the pigeon races are starting to sort of uh, band together to do something about it. What do you think about that? They're a nightmare. Um, they are. Do-gooders are putting them everywhere. Mm, uh, it's the same here. Wiping, Terrible. Yeah, they're wiping out all the, well, even the swallows. That You watch them catch the swallows. We used to have a lot of swallows in this area. There's Correct. no swallows left now even. Yeah, it's hard. Um, the, the expense of, forget the pigeons, the expense of all the, the, the birds, the birds of prey are just uh, annihilating all the birds and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're doing the same here with our, with our parrots and cockatoos. They're 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 getting into them and and even 
Yeah, they are. That's doing damage to that species as well in Australia. So I don't really understand where these people are coming from uh, breeding up all these birds. I really don't. I cannot understand the mentality of it. If they're bird lovers, surely they should love all birds, not just the Correct. Yeah, the that's predators. right. Correct. Exactly correct. I agree with you there 100%. Now, I believe that some of your birds have been sent to Australia and they're available for people if they're interested to yeah. uh, purchase any birds to put in their family, that you do have birds available here in Australia. Could you tell us a bit about that? Uh, I know Warren Marsh, um, he bought a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Patterson, he bought some. That's mm-hmm. the two sources uh, mm-hmm. that I know of over there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I know they, uh, they have done well for people. Um, I had uh, someone last week told me that they had two, uh, one pigeon and one two big races. Mm. Now, um, what line? Was that the same line that you clocked in this race on the weekend? Yeah, it's, uh, ours are based on the same lines. For, uh, always go back to the same lines. Mm. Um, the, the older, um, my old original sort of the dark checkers, um, they're predominantly dark checkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go back um, to pigeons right back in the... Uh, late 70s okay. um, at the moment we call them the farm boy lines but <clears throat> even before the farm boy lines he came from the originals way back again ok right and what was the original bloodline to those birds? original bloodlines uh, we had um, originally three pigeons from Emma de Wert of Belgium mm-hmm. out of his best pigeons mm-hmm. we had four pigeons from Andrew Vermont of Belgium ok right yep. um, we had two daughters of Imbrex and Gloom Mm-hmm. And they had a big influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and to those, we added three more uh, Dewar pigeons out of his uh, Bordeaux International okay. winner. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Very good birds. Slowly, about another half a dozen pigeons have come into those, and that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And, and congratulations on your win on the weekend. And uh, I hope to see your name a lot more in the results. And w- will you visit us in Australia again? Because you've been uh, out here a couple of times. I, I love Australia. Um, <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I really love being there. Mm-hmm. But I hate the journey to and from. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I can't stand that. I, I mean, my family comes from Croatia, and uh, I've been there once, and I can't stand it on that plane well, for like 24 hours. It is a nightmare. Maybe you should come and live over here. <laughs> Come uh, well, right next door to me, too, by the way. Well, <laughs> when, when next we door came to first me. time, we said if we were 30 years younger, we would have moved. Yeah, what do you, you mean? Would. Just uh, do it. We have to uh, leave that interview with uh, Jeff Cooper right now because we got a break for the Southern FM National Radio News and uh, we'll be back with the finishing off of that interview with Jeff Cooper from the United Kingdom after the news and we've got lots more lots more coming up on Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Let's now break for the Southern FM National Radio News. And after the news, we've got lots more of Pigeon Radio Australia. I've got some more great interviews to resurrect here for your listening pleasure. So after the news, we'll be back with more. And I had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I'd just fly away. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. So, stop 
the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. How? Nab him, jab him, tab him, grab him. Stop that pigeon now. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the whole entire world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And before the news break, we were listening to a great interview we had in 2015 with Mr. Jeff Cooper from the United Kingdom, absolute champion pigeon fly from the United Kingdom and we're going to just uh, catch the end of that interview right now so let's get back to the interview with Jeff Cooper from the United Kingdom here on Pigeon Radio Australia well there's a guy that moved out from England that's got the British show races if you've heard of them uh, yeah yeah yeah. and he's fine and he loves it he loves it so you'll love it too yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful country. Yeah, it is a nice country, but yeah, no, but I don't think you'd want to leave your birds. You've got plenty of success over there in the United Kingdom and keep going and, and congratulations on your success and keep it up. Can I just okay, can I just say you. before you go, with this widowhood system, you're doing really well with the widowhood. What is there an there must be an art or there something, you see, because look, people here have tried it and it doesn't work. No, they don't how, it right. how do you do you how, how do you do widow system? How the do you the do problem it? is, uh, they they try and they they show the hand too often. Uh-huh. That's my problem. Yeah, that's what you do. You have every time the pigeon go at the copper goes in the basket. Mm. When it comes home, its hen always must be waiting for it, uh-huh. training or racing. Mm. Yeah. Every so every time, but they don't need to see the hen too often. Mm, okay. You, you imagine. When you were around about in your late teens, early twenties. Yep. If you had a, if you were away working. Yep. And uh, on the end the weekend, you had a young lady home waiting for you. Mm. And uh, you got within three or four k or even six k of home, and your car broke down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you sought the car, you would run home. All the way home, run for yeah. us, run. No, no. <laughs> if you if you went if the next day the young lady was waiting the following day. Mm. And the car broke down. You'd probably call the mechanic. Yeah. If that happened the third night running, mm. you would go to the pub. <laughs> You're right, actually. <laughs> you and wouldn't enter the, the phone. The yeah. It's exactly the same with the pigeons. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So they get. Oh, so right. you got to get them that drive. Now to come home. we've had like Willie Van Beers on. They here. mustn't. They mustn't see their hand closer, in my opinion, in five days. Now, is there anything okay, to do with okay. the light lighting system? Because uh, Willie Van Beers told us it's got to do a lot with the lighting system too. Because we race uh, in the I, winter, so that yeah. we'd have to make our winter days look like a summer day to have a success with the winter. Uh, I, I think um, all you would have to do is make the days longer than the night. The, the night. Okay. Uh, one hour longer would be enough. One hour longer. One hour longer, yeah. That's all right. So that's that's not bad. Yeah, I thought there was more to it than that. No, because, it's not. Hey, it's very hard. Let me tell you just... something. Let me just say that we've had I've, we've Robbie Siggers has tried it, mm. right? And he told me himself. He goes, Joe, have a look. He, he had a beautiful setup. Mm. He goes, I, it didn't work. He, it didn't work well, for him. Well, then again, know? you get Peter, people like Peter Matty, yeah, right, who yeah. organised this interview for us. Yeah, he yeah. has success with it. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, See? that's right. So yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, a, a lot of people here don't get success with it, um, don't they? See, no, um, but. 
little basics they seem to get wrong. Like I said, they've always got to find the hen, and it's their hen, not another hen. Mm. Uh, and right, and then they train every day. Mm. And uh, the pigeons, um, the interest is gone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no. A lot of people just they, they just put it in the too hard basket and say, no, we can't do it in Australia. But I really believe that you could do a widowhood system anywhere in the world, you need really. To, you I'm need 100% someone. sure that is correct. Yeah, yeah, I think you could. I think you really could. When I've looked at it, I, I honestly believe that it can be accomplished anywhere, where, anywhere you live. Definitely. You just need to be shown the right way or told yeah. the right way, that's yeah. all. Yeah. You can't yeah. just say, here, here, go do with Oasis. No, that's it wrong. You know, yeah, it's not easy. No, and, and you ha- if you don't uh, first succeed, don't give up. Um, no. you, you've got to give it a couple of years. That's right. You've got to give everything a go a little bit. So That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until it clicks. That's correct. Yeah. 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 Well, you've had plenty of success, so you're proof in the pudding, so I'd leave it at that, and thank you for being on our show, and um, you, we'll have you on one day again, and we can go maybe in a little bit more detail with your wid- widowhood system. Yeah, you're most welcome. All right. Thank you very much, Jeff. And, Thanks um, a lot. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll see you in Australia soon, I hope. Very soon. I, very soon. I, one, day, one day for sure. Maybe you could jump on a ship and come over and you could have a cruise. <laughs> that, <laughs> that'd make, that would be the best way. That would make it easier for you, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Be, it may take longer, but it would be the best way. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, Jeff. Nice, okay. nice chatting with you, mate. Thanks very much. Uh, nice, be- nice talking to you. Best of luck to you all. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Good people, are you feeling heavy? Well, your body might be storing too much iron, baby. You know I'm talking about... Hemochromatosis Tricky to say, easy to test, simple to treat, and tragic to ignore. Hemochromatosis. Talk to your doctor, baby. Hemochromatosis. Brought to you by Hemochromatosis Australia. Ha! We're at a party. Three little kids were playing in the pool, all under five. Adults were busy talking, glanced over, noticed a little one underwater. I think she needs help. That's how easily something can happen. It only takes a few seconds. Don't worry, the party had a happy ending. But we need to remember, fence the pool, shut the gate. Teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. G'day, Josh Gatt, host of Bluestone Sounds, a show about live music and emerging acts. Just letting you know that I'm still running the show on your Wednesday, midday to 2pm. But if you're a night owl like me, I'd like to very warmly invite you to come and hang out on your Friday morning, Thursday night. That's right, Bluestone Sounds Midnight Edition. Playing the risque stuff I can't play during the light of day. That's midnight till 3am on your Thursday night, Friday morning. 
Hey, it's Josh and Anthony here, and we are Moving Time Slot. Breakfast Radio. We made it. Officially. 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 Six to eight on a Tuesday. You can tune in. It's Josh and Anthony. We'll see you there for some coffee and some laughs. Not in our studio. They don't let us have food in here, but you can certainly have a coffee. You have a coffee, and we'll provide the laughs. That's the deal. See you then. Your voice in the community. 88.3 Southern FM. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. On 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au, and our website address for Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Well, way back in uh, June 2020, we weren't on the radio airwaves, we were off the radio airwaves due to lockdown downs and uh, we were just in negotiations with Southern FM so this actual interview didn't ever make it to the radio airwaves but I'm going to play it on the radio airwaves and that's Peter Maddock talking with his good mate one of the uh, all-time greatest uh, pigeon racers from Germany and I'm talking about Hardy Kruger and look there's some great tips in this interview so have a listen to this great interview Peter Maddock and Hardy Kruger from Germany. Hello, Hardy. Hello, Peter. How are you going? Yes, thank you. All good. All good. Okay, Hardy. I'm not trying to make it too difficult tonight. Wa? I got here some questions lined up for you. Yes. My first question I... to you is to tell the listeners how you started, how old you've been yes, uh, when yes. you started, how everything started when you came into the sport. Yes. Yes, it was also in the beginning all normal. In my family, we have uh, many animals, we have cats, we have dogs. And then one time, um, yeah, we have some birds here and then, uh, yeah, we are built a sm- new, uh, small loft. And um, this was, I think, four, uh, two pairs in this small loft. And this was the first contact that I have with Pixen. Uh, I think I was in this year... Uh, 12, 13 years old, um, and then uh, we breed the first youngsters, and then every time more and more a little bit interesting uh, in the sport, when we are go to other fences, when the birds come back, and then, uh, yes, it was, I, uh, I think the key year was uh, uh, 90, and this year we are breed uh, over 100 youngsters, and uh, I think in this year was a little bit special. Uh, when you have uh, in one year breed one super bird, then it's, it's very good. But in this year we have the luck that we have uh, breed Kaluis, uh, Lady Blue, uh, Misha, Thompson One, Thompson Two, 
Yeah, and in the 90 we are start with 100 youngsters, and then in the first years we are champions with the youngsters in uh, my area. This was also, for me, it's also a surprise that's uh, going so well. And then the next year the bird was uh, one year old, um, yeah, then also uh, with the youngsters a good year, then the yearlings also 91 win all the uh, things, yeah. And then comes the, ni uh, the year 92, I'm, yeah, 16 years old. And then after yeah three three months waiting, you are champion from Germany. It was unbelievable. We have a super bird, Carl Lewis. Uh, he was in this year the third best uh, ace bird uh, from Germany. He has uh, 13 races, 13 prizes uh, for the ace bird title in uh, Germany. In this year was 10 uh, races, and for the uh, 10 best races, he has uh, 90, 70. Points. This was also unbelievable, and we are the fourth best uh, long distance loss. And yeah, it was also it was a, for me it was a, too a short time. You are, you are start with birth two three years, and then you are champion from Germany. You are 16 years old, and you not know what you are have making this year. This was uh, yeah for me it was a little bit too early to make this. But yeah, the key I think was for me the best that I have all my uh, super birds uh, taken in the breeding loft and uh, I built uh, over this as uh, a super strong family over 13 years. I think the best bird or the best what I make uh, was uh, Carl Lewis. I have also many offers to sell him, but uh, yeah, I say no. Uh, Carl Lewis uh, taking the breeding loft and this was for me, I think, the best what I can make. And when you see all the pedigrees, all, all, for my best birds and all over the years, I think Carlos is uh, many times, not one time, sometimes uh, when I see uh, last year the two super birds in South Africa, uh, when you make the pedigrees, not uh, only the fourth generation, but on five, six, seven, eight generation, you have some, in some pedigrees, you have uh, four, five, six times Carlos in, inside. Hmm. To come, Hardy, to come back when you started, Yes. I remember many years ago I read, read a story about you in the book Champions of the World from er, what Ernst Nebel. Yes. And there was mentioned that you got some pin out of the basket when you started for what cost to go to the soap. Is that is that true? Yeah, we have um, I think we have when my my uh, yeah grandmother and uh, grandson was old then we came also some birds from other fanciers to uh, yeah it was after the season to killing to uh, to make soup yeah. for the old people and something yeah. and this was also the my brother we have also some birds for for the for killing for the soup and my brother sees it and he said oh nice fiction and then we had he take four birds out and then yeah my brother had my father had uh, many years before also uh pictures not race pictures but other pictures and yeah, our family, we have all, every time, animals. We have fish, yeah, what I say, uh, dogs, uh, cats, and something. So, and this was also the first uh, beginning that I uh, have uh, some birds. Uh, yeah, you, you feel with the birds, something like this. And this was the key to breed some youngsters. And then the interesting come more and more when you go to other fences, when the birds come from the flight. This was, uh, yeah, you, you have the feeling... Uh, a little bit the gambling and something this was was nice in the beginning did did you ever find out what the bloodline the background was of the parents of carl lewis no this was yeah, also a little bit uh, in the beginning yeah 
in the beginning the pedigrees and the numbers for me i make all when i wing birds i make it on the paper and something uh, but then um, i have with uh, carl lewis uh, 51 the number and lady blue he was also eight birds uh, 92 he was the number uh, 56 these two birds i breed uh, in the small waiting lot i i think i make it also on the paper but two years later I not find the paper where the the parents was from the two birds, and this was also, yeah, all the people want to know it. Uh, where is Carl Lewis? Where is Lady Blue? Where are the parents? I say, I find not the paper. I cannot say where where are the parents. Okay, for one thing was good. I say I not know the parents from Carl Lewis. I take it in the breeding loft, and I uh, won't have it. Uh, this was the other things was good. I think not many people. When he was 16 years old, he became offered for so much money for this cock. Uh, I think 99% from all the people I sell this bird, in, uh, in my opinion. But I say no, I want to uh, start with the pixel sport and I want, uh, I not see the, uh, the first year, I see the long time. And this is also the key, so I think, a little bit. You must look at your breeding loft. When you have a strong breeding loft and you take every year the best in the breeding loft, then you have also good, and you must also have every time young uh, young uh, uh, breeders uh, take it in, not all uh, old and old. And when you say you have the best, then this is uh, the step, the first step what you go down. You must every time looking for new, for better, and this is also a pixel sport. When you have, when you are good, and you say, yeah, I have the best pictures, I must not have new birds. This is the first step uh, that that you go down. To come, to come back to the question, Hardy, uh, most people, listeners here in Australia, wouldn't know how it is possible that a young guy of 16 years can become the champion of Germany. Can you explain to listeners how, how, how that goes in Germany to win the, the title German champion of the nomination, you, you nominate your birth? Yes, it was uh, 92. It was so we have um, 13 races. And from the last 12 best races, from these races, the 10 best races are you must have. But from the 10 best races, you must have the national race. You must have uh, a 600 race. You must have two 400 races. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I think uh, two uh, 300 and the other uh, races is uh, the kilometers not so possible. Or what you must have the national race. When you have not the national races, then you have nothing, and every from you must every uh, races it was uh, so that you have make for eight birds you make the crossing. You say these eight birds are for the for the German championship, and from these eight birds from every race the four best birds are uh, the prizes. The points are set. Also when you have the super races uh, and you make the first, second, third, fourth. With this uh, bird, but this it must be the eight birds uh, be that you sign before the race. Then you can have, I think, thirty-nine, yeah, nine or thirty-nine, eight, eight points. And uh, from all the ten best races, uh, there the eight eight points. Then you have uh, the points. Also, when it, you have uh, fourteen races, you can have uh, maximum um, yeah, the forty forty prizes. And yes, the price uh, for every price you became a thousand points, and I have in this year seven thousand seven hundred eighty-nine points. 
And the second man in this year was 100 points uh, behind me. This was also unbelievable. Here in Australia, we clocking only one pigeon. And not like in Germany, the same pin go 14 weeks straight. From, 100, from say, yes. 100 miles to 400 miles. That's unthinkable yeah. here in Australia. People not yeah. do that. They give their pin one week, one week or two weeks rest. Then they go yeah. again to the rest. Because you can clock only one pin here in Australia. Okay. I think that's one of yeah, the reasons why the German, German pigeon really dominating bundles racing over all over the world. Because the, the, yes, that I half see. selection flying forward in weeks straight. Yes. I think that's that's one of the reasons. Yes, I think we, uh, we have not so many recover. We cannot do uh, uh, two weeks or three weeks recover and then send it to the next week. When you want to have a champion or an ace bot title in Germany, you must send every week. And when you have um, uh, uh, yeah, a hard year with uh, very hot temperature and headwind, and the birds must fly every week 400 or 500 kilometers. We have in some years, we have fly in 14 races, 6,000 uh, kilometers. And uh, then you ha must have strong birds that you make every week. This is also in one love racing. One love racing, the, the birds also, when it uh, starts in the end, then he can also not have uh, two weeks recover. I think what for one love racing you must have, you must birds that um, in a, yeah, in the young uh, years or the young uh, after six months make all uh, good quality that he can erase. Perhaps not birds that it's after two years or uh, have hundred percent. Young mm -hmm. birds that make in young years uh, good uh, results, and then uh, yeah, I think it's for Germany. I think it's good when you see all super one of uh, birds in the last year of South Africa in Victoria Falls in Pattaya last year the winner. Golden Agap, most of the time is Germany, and I think it's also a little bit, uh, yeah, the racing what we make and uh, the selection, and uh, it's I think it's not so bad for one of racing. Come to the next question where we talk about racing. Tell the listeners what system you're flying your old birds, the race birds, with old system, or you fly them on a natural system or to a perch. What system you're flying them? Yes, Are I you make a widow hood or totally widow hood. What, what, what's your system? Yeah, also uh, 92. When I have uh, the, there were a champion uh, from Germany in this year, I was, I go to school. I have a little bit more time. Then I have one loft. I raise the cock, and from this cock I raise also the hen. So then I have the other loft. There are only cocks, and I raise from this uh, loft only the cocks, and the hens stay at home. Then uh, after 92, uh, I have not so mu much time more. Then after this, I raise only cocks. Uh, this is also after the 30 years I have. Uh, sometimes you make one thing 100% and not two things, uh, yeah, 50% or something yeah, like but, this. But uh, you're racing on the widowhood system. Yes, I uh, widowhood system. I Most of the year, I uh, we are start with racing in the beginning of... Um, yeah, April, middle, middle of April, we are the first two, three training races and the first prize race is in the beginning of May. And most of the year, I uh, pair the uh, birds up uh, in the end of February. Then um, the last year, I make it so uh, that, uh, that he have eggs and uh, 20, 22 days. And then when the, I make uh, other eggs uh, under that, not the youngsters go out, 
and then after 20, 22 days, the birds go over the eggs. Then I separate uh, the birds, and then then I have uh, widowhood system. Um, this year a little bit different. This year was with the corona. We are not know when we are start with the birds. And this year I have breed one youngster. Every uh, couple have breed one youngster. And then I think it was in the middle of April. Then I separated uh, the cocks with the hens, and then I uh, uh, start with the widowhood system. Okay, thanks for that answer. Then my next question be how many how many race bitten you got? How many are you racing? How many old ones? Yes, I have my team is every year so a little bit like forty five books I have. Most of the time are yeah, twenty five, thirty yearlings and uh round about twenty old birds. This is my uh yeah, my race team every year. Yeah. That's different to here in Australia. Here in Australia, most flyers got more than 100. Huh? Yes. And they get rested. Huh? <laughs> it's different here. How, yeah, how, many, how, many, how many young pigeons you have? Yes, I breed for my uh, racing team every year like uh, 70, 80, 80, 70, 80 birds for me. Uh, for for uh, most of the times are... Uh, uh, yeah, the cocks and uh, many in the beginning of the spring. Sometimes when I see the hand, the hand I send most of the time to the, to to uh, some different bond of racing. I don't know. I'm I'm. Are you? How far is the young go? The young birds now in Germany still to roughly 400 kilometers or what's the distance now? Yeah, it's, it's also a little bit go down. Also when I started, it was 90. I not I know it. Uh, we are raise our young birds to 550 kilometers, and this was in this year. You are not know something with uh, dark system. You are not uh, uh, need something with light system. But you see, the birds also handle this. I think this is also a problem what we have in the last year that we are not so testing our young birds, and then uh, the young birds all fly uh, 200, only 300 kilometers. And he also not learned much about. And then when you have, uh, yeah, next year some difficult flights in the beginning, then you heard from all over time, yeah, one yearling is out, this yearling is out. And this is, I think, it's also a little bit uh, that uh, the young birds are not uh, enough teaching uh, become. And uh, for me, it's also most uh, when, we, when you have racing for young birds, give it to all races that the birds learn. I, I think this is very important. Uh, that the young birds uh, learn in the beginning something. And most of mm. the time you heard, you heard it every time when you have uh, some people he breeds or from the racers after the, the race season, he breeds some youngsters in August, September. And then uh, he has all the uh, birds in the winter in the loft. He not fly so much out. And then in the spring, he wants to race with this bird. And when you heard, yeah, I have 10 uh, birds from uh, from the late summer last year, and I lost all ten. Yeah, why the birds mm. are not learn uh, to fly? You must training mm. when the birds two three months old. You must beginning with the training that the birds are uh, teaching. When it's not uh, something learned in this uh, mm. in this period, then you have problems. Here, you know, here in Australia, they raise the young pigeon up to thousand kilometer, and they're winning. Yeah. They beat old ones many many times. That's totally yes, normal here in Australia. Up to thousand kilometer, right. no no problem. 
no. No, when young birds are healthy, and I think it's, it's no problem uh, that young birds fly this. When it's the feathers all good or something like this, and not the, the mood is so, so in the in the end, uh, I think it's no problem that young birds can also make this. Are you are you are you practicing the darkening system with the youngins? No, I make only uh, the light system. Also, when the long day, longest day uh, in Germany, then uh, I, I I have not started yet. But I think in two three weeks I make also the light in the morning. That the days are not uh, being uh, are shorter. That the, the day uh, from the light stay like in the middle of uh, yeah end of August, middle of September. That uh, most of the time the lights go in the morning five o'clock on. Then nine o'clock out, and in the yeah evening you at increase, seven you o'clock. Increase, uh, you increase the daylight hours instead of cutting them. The lighting. Yes. System. Yeah, that's a that's a bird. Birds mouth while the days are shorter. And when the days are shorter, he say, okay, mm. if the winter is coming. I make uh, make my feathers out, and when you have the day. Uh, yeah, aside from the day, uh, the same like in the summer. Then it's not so many. Uh, the, the feathers uh, go out. But when you in Germany, the young bird racing is not so special like in Belgium. When you have, when you want have super results with the young bird, then you must also have to make the dark system. But in Germany, it's only uh, yeah four, five, six. I I say training races. We are clocking some birds, but it's not so special that the people are looking for this or something. And then you have. Uh, Four months uh, work with the old birds, very hard. And then it's for me, it's a young bird racing. Okay, it is very important that you ha that, that that you have for next year a good team, unyearlings. This is very you must have when you not have this every year. Then you have also problems with the old birds. But it is not that so famous in Germany. We are uh, with the young birds, and then uh, we are not so uh, yeah. What we can say. Um, get it so super like this. Hardy, I remember when I raced, I raced in, in, in not far from you, as you know, when I started, nobody darkening young birds, that was, that was not thinkable about it. I think one of the first who done it was Lean Boars. Mm. And I think the darkening system didn't really help the young pigeon. I think a lot of sickness came from it. You agree yes. with that? That the pin, young pin don't like it to get darkened up. What's, what's your view of that? Yeah, I think I not know if it's that the young birds uh, like this. I think in the beginning some people that can make the dark system. You see it also in Germany when some people make dark system, and the, the young birds with full feathers, full wings, yeah. and other birds he have uh, five, six feathers from the wing from the arm uh, feathers out. And the other bird, I this is uh, you are raised with birds that uh, not uh, yeah the same, and the birds with dark system most of the time better. But what is a little bit problem when you have uh, you make the dark system, and uh, the birds are super. All birds are coming back and uh, make good results, and we are racing only 300, 350 kilometers. You cannot see after the season where are the best. We have also in my club. It was one people, one man. He was also one of the best, uh, yeah, racers with the young birds. He raced unbelievable results, and then the next year with the yearling, yeah, nothing, not so super. Uh, he has also every year problems to select the best bird, while he not mm. know he has not the space to make all the birds. But then he cannot say where is the best bird. 
sitzt dort, he must also have two, three oder four, five hundred kilometers light to say this are super and this is not super. When you have uh, 200, 300 kilometers flight in 10 minutes, all birds are back. And then he said, yeah, okay, all, what, what you can say, what is good and what is not good. This is also a little bit, uh, when you have, you see it every year in Germany also. Some people, he make dark system, he make light system, he separates the cock with the hand. He trains the bird uh, with the car so many times. And then you see this. That some people make the, four, the first 20, the first 30, 40 birds in the city. You say, unbelievable, what this are for birds? And then next year, the same bird, you looking in the list from yearlings, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Been, you remember in that? In Belgium and Holland, the young bird racing is much more important. And all the people are make dark system, all the people make training, and all he have three, four, big 400 kilometers flights, national races, and then you can also see what's super and what is not super. But in Germany, when some people make it, some people make it not, then you cannot say uh, what is the best. As, as you remember, that, that same is been Fineke 5000. Yes. She was an old ten, on, and the, the owner put her in the young bird section, what was on darkening system. Yes. And he raised her basically on a darkening system, old ten, and she, she became one of the best pin ever flew. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it had something good yeah. with the darkening system, huh? Yeah, sometimes you not know it. You cannot say, oh, it's like this or like this. This is fixed spot. You make a... Some people said, yeah, this is like this. You not know it. Why, why, why is he so good? He can, you, you not make the other things that you say, uh, why, if it's the dark system or other. I think he was a super hen. You see also the results in breeding what he, he make over many years. Uh, this is, I think it's also was uh, good. Sometimes you, this is also something you give something or you make uh, something, uh, other thing. But yeah, you make uh, some love. You make it, and with the other lot, you make it uh, also. Then you cannot say, oh, this thing is what you make, or is this other thing what you make? Uh, yeah, this is big sport. I think the most important thing, you must have good birds, you must have a strong family, you must have a strong breeding lot, you must take every year the best racers in the breeding lot. Many people say, yeah, I have not so good direction, the wind was not so good. But then when you see... When you have 20 cocks, one cock every time in the front, he make good prizes and all the things. Uh, then I say, why make this cock so good prizes? He's all in the same loft. All the birds became the same food. All the, the direction is the same. You, I say, you must have from this cock not only one. You must have 10 from this cock. And then not only one cock come, can, can become, sondern 10 birds can become. And this is also when you have a strong family in the breeding lot, then uh, something pixel sport is very easy. I think it's more, it's not only the pixel, uh, the loft must be very good, uh, the ventilation and all things, the birds must be healthy. I think also the, the program, what you make, it is very it's important. This is all things must be good. This is also, but when you have not so good birds, then you can make, you can have the best bird the best love, the best medica medication, the best the food and something. You must have the super birds. Yeah, but 
I still believe Hardy a, a super bird helps when you're special motivated. It helps. Yeah, you see, you got, a, you got a special cock and you give him a special motivation. Like you, you give him a second box or perch or something else. You make him jealous too. Get him really boiling. I think it helps too. Yes, I read, the story, I read the story about Doc, Doc Van Dijk is cannibal. Yes. When he started racing him, he was just an ordinary pillin. And under his little boxes, he had like a cupboard where he kept his nest balls and everything. And one day he was cleaning the loft and all of a sudden cannibal went into the, in, under them cupboards. It was a dark area. He disappeared in there yes. and he liked it there. And from that moment where he took that territory, he started winning. He was unbeatable. He was flying to that territory, no? Yeah. Sometimes it's little, little bit things, things for a yeah. Something you not know. This is also the interesting in the picture spot. You not know why the birds fly so good. Is it the, what is have in the head? Or is it the neighbor? What he also every time make it? Or is it his hen? What something is? This is mm. also the what you not the, the little bit the interesting. Some people seeing or you give them a new box or something like this. Then you have a little bit more iteration and then something mm. it, it works. But you cannot say that it's by every bird works. You make also, mm. you have, you heard only from the things where it works, very good. But mm. how many people make uh, this with that the other picture uh, uh, became a new box or a second box? Mm. Yeah, I think it's also many times it's not works. This is also, you must have the bird that, uh, that have, is, uh, have the something in the head. But what you know, a lot of people believe in eye sign. They look in the eye and say that pigeon is, is a good racer or that pigeon is a good breeder. What do you think of that, of eye sign? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I look something in the eyes that is a little bit uh, color, that is not so light or something like this. But I say, Emma, when it's so easy, when you say two eyes, make it together that you have the super couple, it must be the people that he see in this bird something with every time only winners this is also not so easy to make it i i need i i i yeah i i also know some people that look not like this and he also make good results he make good re, uh reading results but i not go and look like this and i pair with this for me it's uh, most of the time a little bit feeling what i uh yeah coupling the birds and something like this for me, it's, it's not that I look in the eyes or something like this and, uh, yeah, to, to make a couple. Howdy, I, I remember when I was young, I was lucky. I had a very good mentor. And there was always yeah. the saying, people, that you never pair two pearl eyes together, two white eyes together. And my mentor told me that bullshit, well, when you put two pearl eyes uh, together, that you can't go better. Yes, I have also not make. Uh, when I have a feeling that if the couple is good, then it is what you must have. You must have many super cocks in the breeding loft, many super hens in the breeding loft. Then you have every year some pairs that is good. I have also, that I not, um, I also make all the couples uh, I change. When I next year, uh, some people say, you, you breed so good from this couple. Why you change the couple? I say, okay, this is super, but what what say me that it's with the other combination it can be a much better combination i can also tell a story from here in my area uh, it was uh, Günther Domen 
He breed from this couple two years, and he breed also not one bird. He breed every year two, three super birds. So many people said, okay, this is a super couple. I not, never changed this couple. So what make Gunther Domen? Gunther Domen has the 90, and then he buys uh, the year before a young hen from a fence here in my area that uh, the father was the best uh, Uh, cock in the in, in our federation and then uh, it was i think in the year 90 what was for the year 96 97 or uh, 98 it was a green ring 98 he pairs the 90 with the young hen and the first two youngsters from this couple was 99 and 100 99 uh, was one of the, was the best young bird and number 100 was also one first prizes as young bird And the 100, I think it was one of the best uh, uh, cocks in my area in the last 30 years. He made eight first prizes. He made uh, first yeah. prizes as young bird, as yearling, as two-year bird, as three-year bird. So when he not changed this couple, then he not can head breed 99 and 100. This is also say uh, when the couple works, okay, where said the other combination? For me, it is all the time I'm looking for the bird that, uh, yeah, this is a super bird. Carlouis also. Carlouis makes with so many different hen good, good youngsters. Uh, then I said, Carlouis is a, is a super breeder. And the other, uh, I'm not so believe in the super couples. I believe more in super breeders. Billy Van Beer said the same. Ne? I'm asking years ago if he would keep a good stock pair together. The following year said, no way, they get split it up. Yeah. Then I, in the long run, I can cross them back into the, into the original pair. No? But yes. That helps. How many stock pairs you got, Hardy? How many stock pairs you're breeding? Yeah, 25 I have. 25 stock pairs. 25, and then I have six, seven pairs that a little bit change the eggs uh, when it comes the super breeders are a little bit change also in the year the hands that are not um, that are yeah a little bit became from the from the uh, cocks a little bit more yeah. young birds. like like your pre cocks like in like like uh, black power i use the bull system on him or artificial dissemination or something ever done that no no i no no i make not this i he became a hen Then he make eggs, and then I sometimes I let breed, yeah, four, six, seven days, and then I change, and then he became a new hen. I not make that it's uh, in the same time six or seven years. I, in the beginning, what I start, some people make it uh, like Gavin Vanderbilt with Wittenbold or something like this, that he have uh, the cock make it in for uh, in one time more hens. But I think it's a little bit the quality, it's a little bit go out. This, the other systems uh, with the, that you have uh, that some people make this uh, yeah ah, artificial dissemination yeah this is I think it's a little bit more work but it's also not so easy when you make it with the Blixem he breeds 100 youngsters but he not all um, breed national winners or something like this mm. for, for yeah for selling I think it's good but, but you can It is, it's not so easy that you can say you beat 100 winners or something like this. Hmm. 
Ja, de kolen mes, mes production, hè. <laughs> ja. Another thing, when you come back to the breeding, are you believing in the line breeding or the transfer brothers practice or in inbreeding or best to best? Yeah, I think what, it's what also your, your a little bit... your breeding secret? Yeah, I think a little bit all the things I make. I think uh, when you have a strong family, also like the Talouis, like the Black Power, I make also a uh, little bit uh, inbreeding that, um, yeah... Sometimes uh, you see it also in the pedigrees uh, uh, that uh, I not breed yet black power with his daughter or something like this. Uh, but when you see the pedigrees, when when you have a strong family, you want also have that 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 the family goes, um, yeah, goes uh, make the family start. I can also tell a story. In the beginning, uh, when I start with all the people said, yeah, you must. Cross you make must cross you not to make inbreeding, and then '93 uh, Carlois was the first year in the breeding lot. Then I breed the first hen. What I breed from Carlois, I call it Lula. He make also the first prize from 400 kilometers. This was also a super hen. Mm. Then '91 um, uh, I breed also Platini. Platini was also one of my keywords uh, in the beginning. Platini make. 93, a first prize from 31,000 in my area from 600 kilometers with nine minutes ahead. It was also unbelievable, this cock. It's not mm. make only this prize. He make also 92 when I was championship from Germany. He had also super prizes and uh, was mm. also one of the team members uh, for the championship. So, Yo. and uh, 95, I breed Platini with the daughter from Carlos Julia. So, and the first hen what I breed from this couple was Naomi. Naomi, over the many years, I said this was my nicest in the hand and I like breastfeeding hand. So, and then the year 97 come. I have Naomi, and I Naomi, I pair back to Kaluis. So, Naomi was a granddaughter from Kaluis, also a daughter from uh, Platini with Julia, and this hen I put it back to, Plati uh, to Kaluis. So, and the first two youngsters I breed from Kaluis with Naomi was Viali and Figo, 7-11 uh, and 7-12. These two uh, cocks, uh, I think this was my best nest uh, brothers what I have. I raised this cock two years, he made 46 uh, prizes and he, I think uh, seven, uh, 27 times in the first uh, 10% from the prizes. So, and the other things from this coupling also... The breeding results, super. Willy from Bert and Sutov buy a hen from this couple. This was uh, the mother from the father from Birdie. Uh, when you see all the pedigrees like Black Power, the Black Power's father, the mother, was also from the couple, Kaluis with Naomi. So this was, uh, I think, a super coupling. And then you see, I make a little bit inbreed, and then super for racing, also super for breeding. And then you can make your family strong. When you have every year crossing, 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 you have not uh, that you build a family. When you have a super bird, then I, what I want make, then I want to uh, take two, three different hands, pair to this cock, and then race with this youngster. And then you see, when you have good from uh, something like this, pair another good, and then bring this bird back to the super cock. I pair when you see the pedigrees. When you see the father line, then I want, in this moment, the black power line. And then when I look for a hand from this cock, 
then I look for a hen when I have the black power in the mother line. And then when you uh, see the pedigree from the bird what you breed, then you have in the top the black power line and in the mother line, in the down the black power. And in mm. the middle, then it's a little bit different. And this mm. is also, this is breed national one, and you can from this uh, something breed also super racers. And this mm. is also in the horses, like uh, breeding horses. This is also uh, many people make like this. We'll have to break that interview right there uh, because we're going to have to play that in two parts and we'll play part two next week on Pigeon Radio Australia. As at the time we recorded that interview, we didn't have any time constraints because we were just streaming over the internet and we were in lockdown. So the interview went for an hour and a half. So we'll play you part two of that interview next week here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Tony, it's time to say goodbye. So I'll say goodbye to you. Goodbye, Tony. Yeah, goodbye, Ivan, and goodbye to everybody around the world. Yeah, and it's goodbye and cheerio from me, and we'll catch you same time, same station here next week on Pigeon Radio Australia, and I might have an exciting interview. There's a guy organising a virtual pigeon race on the internet, so we're going to talk to him to find out more about this virtual pigeon race on the internet. Until then, we'll catch you next week here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio. Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon.